Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. In a wild time in the Thank you for downloading the podcast, Dianos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome into another episode of the podcast, Dianos. I'm Jordan Hall, and I'm happy to say that for the first time in ages, I'm joined tonight by Mr. Eric Wayne. Eric, welcome back. Uh, do you need a refresher course on like baseball and how microphones work and whatnot? How do the things work? Yes, I've been away. I've been wandering the earth. I've just left everything in your very capable hands, Mr. Hall. Oh, thanks. So uh, I, I, we were just discussing how you went um, to uh, you went south of the border, and then you yes. went to, as you described it, Canada Socks. Yes, the uh, the Upper Peninsula, which is what I like to call almost Canada, and. Uh, you know, explored some there, but yeah, it was in, uh, not, not that anybody cares really what I've done, but, uh, uh, we were, we were in Central America and Guatemala for a week and I've been in the UP for a week. So I'm back though. I'm back. I'm here to talk about the Detroit Tigers. That's what you care about. Do you, do you find our Maybe? next shortstop, Maybe? uh, down there? Um, <laughs> in, do you, do you think it would be more likely to find a good shortstop in Guatemala or in Michigan's upper peninsula? What Ooh, do you think? That's a good question. I'm, I'm going to go Guatemala. Let's, let's be honest. Probably, probably the, people the, have a lot of want. The real question is, is between Guatemala, the upper peninsula and our 40 man roster, where are we most likely to find ourselves a shortstop? Ooh, <laughs> looking a little thin on the old 40 these days, bro. <laughs> Oh, so you were up north with, with the was it the family or the in-laws? Yeah, we were up there. No, with the Wayne family. So, yeah, it was it was the the whole bunch of us. Mm. And, I, you know, it just gets to be a lot of people. I love I love my family. I love people. But, you know, there's that quote like uh, I forget the hitter talked about Nolan Ryan. Every hitter likes fastballs like every hitter likes ice cream but you don't want people shoving it in your face by the gallon that is an you know excellent and I, quote. I i i think i think the same applies to family could but, it not yeah absolutely um you went to the bear farm is that correct 
Uh, it's called the Bear Ranch. Oh, ex- ex- excuse me. Yeah, we 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 might get to that a little more in, later in the show. Awesome. Have I told you about the the bear that I saw when I was with my grandparents when I was like ten in the UP? You would like no. you would feed it a bottle through a little um, tube, like a bottle of pop or whatever, and it would drink the bottle. Um, I think you could give it like uh, breakfast cereal too. I love that bear. We we went on like two or three trips. Uh, when I was a kid, and my main memory from all of them is that bear, the bear. that you could give Mountain Dew to. Um, I'm, I'm sure he died of, of diabetes, you know, a long time ago. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. A little, little teaser. There might be more bear-related content later in the yes. show. So hang in there, friends. I, that makes the rest of the show much more doable for me. Um, <laughs> massive thank you to Hookslide, Emily, and Max for joining me over the last two weeks. Um, had a blast on both shows. I feel like with all three of them, uh, they're just guys, people that you can just learn a lot from. I hope all of you did, too. And, Eric, I hope you did also. I learned the most from you, Jordan. You're you're a teacher. You're a giver. <laughs> that sounds incredibly hard to believe. Um, you you listen, obviously. Uh, what were what were your thoughts? Were you uh, obviously you've heard Emily and and Hookside before, but this was our first encounter with Max. What did you think? I thought the audio was all very good, and I could download it with ease, and I enjoyed it. Did you leave us a five star review? <laughs> <laughs> I left you a question. What more do you want from me? You did. I was I was very surprised. I assumed that you were um, where the sun doesn't shine and, and the the <laughs> what's the the service doesn't reach. Um, but yeah. Right. So anyway, brings us this week's leadoff question. Um, if you could pick one person to sit in for me for a week on this podcast, uh, who would you choose? Essentially, who would who would you pr- want to do one podcast with? I mean, besides Phil Coke, it'd probably be Phil Coke. That's that's fair, but yeah. Besides Phil, he would be in, he would be insane. He'd be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know Dan Dickerson. I you know I I have ultimate love for Dan. Dan I think is brilliant and un, even he's appreciated, but even yet he's still underappreciated. He does such a good job. I love Dan. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I was I was going back and forth. Should I go silly? Should I go serious? I decided for once in my life here to go serious, and Dan was who I chose also. Yeah, not so Dan's much a, his esteemed colleague, but def, definitely Dan. Dan's a beast. I love yeah, Dan. Dan, he's yeah, he's really good. I don't, I don't think that we we properly um, appreciate what we have, and truly Mario too. I mean, they're both excellent. Um, Mario, I think would be would be good to sit down with virtually, so to speak. Also, sure. Um, stay tuned later in the show for very special things that I saw uh, on the side of the road while running. Got a story for you all there. Um, a lot of teasers. A yeah. lot of teasers today. Holy cow. Uh, if you want to get People touch are going to skip right to minute like 45, yes. aren't they? To be Zing. honest, that's probably Slides. wise. That's... <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can. On Twitter, I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, And the show is at Podcast Yanos. On Instagram, uh, where you can find all of my fire pictures from the, the Man United Liverpool game. Um, at Jordino for um, right now, all I have on there are my iPhone pictures, but I took my my nice new camera, so I'll be posting all of my fancy ones uh, in the next couple days. Um, Podcastianos at gmail dot com. If you want to send us in a question the old the old fashioned way, um, and we'd love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. And Eric, we do have two reviews. Are you ready for these? I'm locked and loaded. The first one comes in from uh, Brett Yoder, one, two, three, four. Um, I'm assuming that's also Brett's password, uh, just in case you're wondering. Yeah, help uh, yourself to his account. <laughs> five stars. Somebody pay these guys. 
Okay, that, that's a good start to this one. Um, been listening from the first episode. This has made many of not-so-fun last few seasons more enjoyable. I don't believe I read that right, but we move on. Uh, when I heard Eric's Pop-Tart... we're not getting paid. <laughs> Pop-Tart and Eminem song power rankings, I knew I'd be a listener for life. Jordan's Instagram is well worth a follow if you want to travel the world vicariously through someone else. Thank you, Brett. That's very nice and kind of you. The second yeah, one, you're, you're kind of a you're kind of a traveler. I, I get do, around. I do what I can. You get around, especially for, for somebody sure. who lives um, just south of Canada. Socks. That's true. Um, second one is from SFH Commissioner. Uh, he says very enjoy. He or she, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, very don't. enjoyable podcast, five stars. Uh, I'm a big fan of Emily's work, and so I saw her name attached to you guys, and so I thought I'd give this a try. Really good podcast. Love all the talk of the prospects, because as a Tigers fan, that's what we are now looking forward to. It's really cool that we can actually keep track of four to five ball clubs instead of just one big club. That's true. Uh, one thing technically is Emily's audio was not very good and hard to hear. Don't know if you guys can clean that up or not. Uh, other than that, I've subscribed and will keep listening. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the deal is with Emily's audio. Every time she comes on, it's not very good. And there's that's no... just actually how she sounds. That's how her voice <laughs> sounds naturally. That's <laughs> just how that's how she talks. Sorry about that. Yeah, but there's there's no real rhyme or reason as to why why she sounds like that. But I'll 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 Google it. Why, why does Emily sound bad on the show? Yeah, you know maybe if we had more money, we'd clean that up. But yeah, yeah a little more, yeah, what you get. a little more Spotify money. Yeah, definitely. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast Yanos. What else we got? Oh, um, so big story this week takes place away from Comerica Park. Um, in that small town in New York, uh, Alan Trammell and Jack Morris are oh, now baseball yeah. Hall of Famers. Um, is this, was this a big day in the Wayne household? Did you wake wake the kid, kids up early? It's Hall of Fame day. No, no, I'm I'm not really feeling it, Hall. I'm not feeling the excitement. You know, I had the broadcast on of the baseball game today, and the they seem more preoccupied with giving us Hall of Fame induction um, information than than the baseball game, which is probably the correct thing to do. Especially today's but, game. Yeah. It was oh. yeah, the game sucked. Anyway, um, so I tell you what, Hall, I mean, I have nostalgia for baseball gone by. I really do. But I I don't have it relating to particular people. Okay. And like, I, I don't live vicariously through the my heroes of the past. Like, I feel some emotion around kind of the feelings that I had going to the ballpark, the relationships that I had. But to tie it to sp- specific players, I really don't. And honestly, I enjoy like the modern happenings in the game, like who's getting traded, what's happening with the club, what, where are we going? More so than, uh, oh yeah, I'm hanging on to 1984. You know, I was too young to enjoy it anyway, but miss, but that uh, Trammell uh, and, and, and Morris, like, I'm not really hanging on to their induction speeches. Am I just curmudgeonly? Like, what's your take on this? Well, as you know, I'm even younger than you were in 1984. I was uh, quite a, quite a ways from being born. Um, I saw 
you know, Trammel played into my lifetime, but not not much. But the the majority of what I remember Trammel as is is the manager, um, which yeah, I don't know if you guys remember that, but that didn't go so hot. Um, and Jack Morris, like, I don't have even kind of a frame of reference for him. Like, I feel like, you know, Alan Trammell, one club man, like, he, he was with us the whole time. Like, he, he is a legend. Jack Morris, I know his name is attached to the Tigers, but I don't necessarily have anything to do with him. Like, I, I'm very happy that Trammell, um, and honestly, I'm, I'm more happy for Tigers fans. Like, it seems like it's something that right. we've been after yes. for a long time. Yes. Um, I don't I don't necessarily care. In a lot of ways, it kind of reminds me of all-star voting. Like, yeah, like, yeah. If we whatever. get a guy in, that's cool. Like, you know. And I almost remember Jack Morris for being kind of this foil for the Twins broadcast sometimes, just being kind of a, being kind of a jerk, and you know, just being oh the will to win old school guy, and just kind of being an 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 adversary as much as being a hero for the for our club. You know, just because. Even my most vivid Jack Morris memories, my only one was really when he was with the with the twins. Yeah, I, and that's I mean, that's I feel like every video you see of him, you know, half is Tigers, half is twins. And it's not even like half is the Padres or something like that's kind of a, a division rival. Like they beat us in game 163. Like there's I don't necessarily care for the twins, you know, right. Exactly. So that's kind of tainted. And the other thing that's tainted about this whole business, and this has probably been beat to death, but and that is Lou Whitaker is not going in with Trammell. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Like there's this narrative that said they should have gone in together, which I guess I get. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't say that I've broken down the numbers. I don't have hit their wars in front of me. Um, but I mean, clearly, if Trammell you know, put the numbers up to get in and Lou had the same numbers. He would, he would be in also. Um, yeah. People are kind of r- rallying around Lou Whitaker. I mean, his numbers would have been average among um, hall of fame, second baseman. So, I mean, they're, they're kind of worthy. I think his war is higher than even trammels. Um, so he's got some credentials, but it is fascinating that he, got abandoned by the writers so fast. And if you've heard me talk about Hall of Fame, I think the Veterans Committee, the whole thing should be done away with. I think it should just be just the writers. So uh, to me, this is a a backdoor way into the Hall of Fame. Like you didn't pass muster with the voting, but we're going to put you in with like, you know, the good old boys. I I don't like that. I think it's I think it opens up a a whole new can of worms. I think it's really like I, I think I've been on record saying that I think the the Hall of Fame itself and Hall of Fame voters are some of the most self-important institutions in the world. Yeah. Like I don't know if this applies to any other Hall of Fames. I don't I don't follow any other sports super closely. But why can't the middle infield partnership of Trammell and Whitaker be a Hall of Fame um, institution? Something like that. Why does it have to be individual players? The you know the Maddox, Glavin, uh, Denny Nagel, John Smoltz rotation, something like that. Why do why do we have to break this thing down individually when, um, you know, specific teams like there's a lot of teams on, you know, the the old Pirates teams that were so good. Some of the the lesser known guys that just kind of completely get forgotten about. Um, I, I guess I don't understand why why everything has to be so individualistic. 
um, why we can't have moments and what? partnerships. We're just gonna and... we're just gonna descend into anarchy hall. There's rules around these things, man. What's, Come on. What's the difference? It 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 is arbitrary and nonsense up. to begin. It, that's exactly what it is. The whole thing is just made up. It's a museum. That's what the Hall of Fame is. It's a museum. Anyway, just have no respect for. <laughs> the authorities that are speaking of that did you catch the whole rant about the dodgers batting practice business i don't think so okay so uh on the dodgers broadcast um the old curmudgeons who are commenting evidently the dodgers were just wearing t-shirts and shorts whatever oh no like blue but like not matching and not the batting practice jerseys. They were just taking batting practice and they spent like forever railing on these guys for not shaping up. And there's kind of this reverse backlash now, like telling these guys, well, you know what? Maybe uh, younger fans can just enjoy these guys wearing whatever. And it was so stupid that they're yelling at these guys for the Dodgers batting practice outfits. It's dumb. That's the story. That's a, that's a pre beef of the week, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's my beef of the week. We got, we got more later. (laughs) Um, so I don't know, Eric, if you saw this, let's, let's get back to actual on the field things. We've, we've yammered about that long enough. Um, while you were gone, the tigers remained, uh, not good. Full tank mode is on at this point. Um, we're we're still a month away from the rosters expanding. What's the once the trade deadline passes? Like, I mean, not that we are giving up interest in the team, but what are we supposed to look forward to until September one? I'm I'm very curious yeah. as to why you will be turning on the TV. Yeah, so I had to like research and see what was going on with the club, and they've alternated wins and losses every day since July 14. That's really cool. Let's keep that so, going. I would be so, interested in that. Yeah, that so tomorrow or the next game we do need to win because July 14 was a loss. And then obviously win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. And then what? I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, so. that's definitely interesting. Yeah, let's keep yeah. that going. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so we've been eh, mediocre for 500. I mean, we'll take 500, I guess, for I guess this club. I guess that's better than the season winning right. percentage. Yeah. yeah. But to answer your question, we have not added anybody good. We have not traded away anybody. Um, We're just kind of treading water, aren't we? We're just trying to muscle through. And that's kind of not exciting. And I was watching the game today on TV, which is a stinker of a game. And it just, it looked like every, even even the Indians were kind of going through the motions. Yeah, it looked that way to me. They probably but. were aware that going through emotions, then the motions would be enough to get it done on the day. Oh, for sure. It's kind of. But um, yeah, what's exciting about this club going going forward? Um, the trade deadline will be interesting, I yeah. think. But then we still have we still have two months of eh baseball. And eh, baseball is still better than nothing, but it's still kind of eh. That being said, continue to download the podcast, Yanos, every week. I kid, I kid. Yeah, we're throwing ourselves (laughs) under the bus here. Um, So let's get into it. 48 hours away from the non, or excuse me, under under 48 hours away from the non-waiver trade deadline. Um, Does that get your blood flowing? it It would if I had some freaking rumors. There's nothing going on. I heard Iglesias 
maybe had some interest from Philadelphia. Like that, like that's it. Is there anything else going on that you know of? No, I mean clearly we have no sources, but no, there is okay. there is not. Um, I feel like all we, of the good. We have two big pieces. We have Castellanos, and we have Fulmer. Fulmer is hurt. He's likely not going to move. Castellanos, there's been no whispers. I doubt he's going to get moved. And also, he's been At, cold. I mean, he's not. You're not exactly trading a scorching hot bat right now either. Right. So then we have, we have pieces. We have bits. We have, eh. We got Liriano, Fires, Martin. These are not um, team changing components to a club. Uh, these are not going to fetch high level prospects. So even if these guys get moved, it's still kind of, eh, right? Yeah, I mean it'll, it'll do. It'll give us something to Google for. <laughs> right. for 20 minutes on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. We're not going to recognize any of the names we get back. Yeah. I, I think the interesting thing is, and Max actually talked about this last week is it seems like a trend, a couple, couple deals this week for um, international pool bonus money or signing slots. Sweet, sweet if, pool money. <laughs> I mean, I know it sounds like the least interesting thing in the world, but that actually could be extremely useful, especially for some of the guys who, like you say, aren't exactly, team dynamic changing players i mean if we could get you know pool money for liriano or mike fires i'd do it i mean they're not guys that we want around long term anyway uh, obviously this is it for liriano this season yeah why not we're act we're actively trying to get worse i mean really aren't we yeah yeah i mean <laughs> Because we're essentially locked into third or fourth place. So we get a little bit better draft pick. So, you know, so be it. Yeah, it, it has it's reached so that harsh point, to say. Know. It's so harsh to say. And I don't cheer. I'm not cheer for losses, guy. I'm not a freaking Lions fan. That's ridiculous. I want to see our team win. But, I mean, if it's going to happen, if you, you might as well trade away some pieces. Yeah, some some of the other teams have made some fun deals, and I th I think that kind of has given me a little bit of excitement for the deadline. Like I thought the Machado deal was was pretty sweet. You were probably who'd gone they, for this. They got they get um, Isniel Diaz, uh, something like that. Um, I, didn't I saw the in Indians got hand. Yeah, they gave up uh, Francisco Mejia to get him. Which was, that's kind of a big piece. Isn't it was it? a big piece, yeah. But the the Machado one, like it was happening during the All Star game, and there was kind of the like, is he going here? Is he going here? Is he going here? Sure. Drama through the through the game, which I feel like you just don't really have as much of anymore. I feel like the the beat guys are so good that they're on it. Like boom, this is happening. He's going here. Yeah, but it was kind of going back and forth. Um, even Zach Britton, he went to the Yankees. I'm I'm sure you missed that one too. Um. It's going to be a good playoffs this year. We're just going to be nowhere near it, which, right. um, yeah. So, uh, so I'll give you uh, a couple names. Give me a percentage chance that they move within the next forty-eight hours. Okay, Leonis Martin, uh, forty percent. Uh, Mike Fires, seventy percent. He would be the one, and I never thought I'd say this. He'd be the one that I think uh, would, would be the biggest mistake not to move at the deadline. He is. I said this last week to Max. He has made a a living off being an incredibly streaky pitcher. He is never going to have as much value as he has right now. Like it's only going to come back down. Well, I think he, he's got that another year of team control, and I think another team could find that appealing. Like you pick him up as a fourth, fifth starter 
for a playoff run, maybe in the playoffs, like a piece. And then you still have a guy for next year. You can hopefully fill that back of your rotation role as well. Yeah, definitely. I I hope he goes too. And and honestly, he's been way better for us than I could have ever hoped. I kind of hope he does go to a winner. Um, he's he's pitched well for us. Yeah, he's fine. Liriano. Uh, I just don't know how much people are. Fifty five percent. I think he for think sure he goes. goes. He could be a he could be a useful bullpen piece. Um, I mean, as much as he could be a useful bullpen piece. I mean, the Tigers are not going to demand a King's ransom for these guys. Yeah, we're not getting a Teoscar Hernandez for Liriano this year. If we'd have no. been able to move him like two months ago, maybe, but but not at this point. Uh, Iglesias. Um, I don't think Iglesias is going to move. 30, 30%. So just, 25%. Just out of curiosity, um, Iglesias moves tomorrow. Who plays okay. shortstop for us for the next next two months? Like, is okay, it, well, is it going to be Dixon? Dixon? Dixon, you have uh, Alcan- Sergio Alcantara, who's a glove only guy. Uh, Ronnie, can Ronnie? I mean, I guess you, you could move Nico to short and then use Dowell Lugo at second base. I mean, it, it will get ugly if Iglesias moves. The only real shortstop prospect we have is Paredes and he is not a shortstop prospect. No, just 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 ask Lynn. <laughs> he's he's a name only. Um last one, Shane Green. Uh uh Shane Green. I don't think he goes anywhere. Twenty percent. I kinda hope he does. Fifteen percent. All right, let's move on to Victor's mini resurgence. Um starting Saturday, uh the twenty first, which would be like a week from yesterday, ten yeah. for twenty three with a double and two homers. He's yeah, actually hit. performing like a uh, average major league hitter. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, he, he he looks competent. What what's going on? I don't know. It, he, you know he's got it in him. He's got the know-how. His body is just saying, "No, I cannot do this anymore." I think it's really funny that it's coming out of the All-Star break like three days off to just do you know sit in his hyperbolic chamber and do nothing Hyper, but recover. hyperbolic chamber isn't that where they like the best chamber ever created isn't that where they put all the air do in you mean and... the hi- the hyperbaric chamber yeah whatever <laughs> shut, shut up nerd hyperbolic chamber um are you are you the happy? world's greatest chamber what, do, what, what does that even mean world's greatest <laughs> chamber that's a hyperbole because it's hyperbolic. Oh, I'm, I'm a moron. You're, yeah, you're you're right. I'm I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Um, are you happy to see him have some success? Like we've rode him pretty hard for the last couple of years. Yeah, it, yeah. The last two years have been bad. If you if you've you know Rip Van Winkle slept over the last couple of years, like, and you you woke up a week ago, you'd have said, oh yeah, Victor. It's kind of kind of fine. Tell me this. What do you expect from him over the next two months? I expect what we saw from him over the first three months. I, I don't buy into this resurgence at all. I mean, it's been nice. Hopefully this is what we remember from this season. But, right. I mean, he's just done. Like, he's retiring at the end of the year. Everyone knows it. And there's a reason for that. He, he's super done. Yeah. Yeah. I, how do you think we're going to remember Victor? Like he he had a fairly long Tigers career. He did. 5 he years did. from now when we're looking back on that, what do you, what are we going to remember? I I think we're going to remember a lot of 
almost, you know, almost wins, almost got theirs. He was almost a superstar. I mean, he had a couple of really, really good years with us, but, you know, almost a legend. But he, he no, it never really quite came together. I think I for me, it's going to be that year when we had Verlander, Scherzer, um, yeah. Annabelle, Price and Porcello, you know, Miggy, yep. Miggy Victor. And we lost in the first round to Chris Tillman and the Orioles. Like, yep. that's like you oh, say, yeah. almost. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough about Victor. Okay, let's move uh, on. Uh, move on from the past to the future of the let's. organization. Uh, this is according to Emily. Casey Mize made his uh, debut for the Gulf Coast League Tigers. Two innings pitch, zero hits, zero runs, one walk, four Ks. And is supposed to start uh, for Lakeland on Tuesday. Uh, working, yeah, that's better. Working he, three to four innings. His, yeah, he's wasting his time in the Gulf Coast League, isn't he? Yes, but I mean, there's 33-ish games left after that for Lakeland. He could make four or five yeah. more starts. Like, yeah, yeah, and that's about enough for him. Yeah, uh, I, I think they're working him like three innings. I think I saw. Yeah, yeah, three, that's three enough. to four. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just let him keep the feel for his pitches and not work him too hard. I think it's, I think it's aggressive, like. Aggressive in a good way. Like, there's no downside to this. He's going to go to a pitcher-dominated league um, in the nicest facilities in the minor league right? to just get a feel. And I, I got to think that coming into next year, you know, having a taste of minor league baseball, um, yep. he's going to – I mean, obviously, dude works hard. He's, he's a confident right. kid. But having a little bit of taste reminds you of what you're pushing towards. I think that's going to make him work just a little bit harder. Um, yeah. I, I think this yeah, is a Lakeland's really good, move. A good Lakeland's a good spot for him. You know, yeah, they have all the fancy training center there. All the brass is there to watch. He's going to make maybe one or two starts away from that facility. Like it's easy to keep an eye on him and keep with some kind of program, which I'm sure all the brains there and arm scientists have figured out what's optimal and they're keeping an eye on that's I think it's good just to let him get a little bit more work in before a, a extended break. Do you think that's what we should start calling ourselves is arm scientists? Like I don't for you for sure. I, I don't think there's like an established field that I, I would say if we start calling ourselves the world's foremost arm scientists, I don't know that anyone's going to question that. Yeah. Nobody's going to refute that. I, yeah, I think for sure. Legitimate. Um, so if you guys want to um, have us look at your arm science, uh, just go ahead and tweet yeah. that over at us. Send us your arm data and we will <laughs> analyze yeah. it for arm science. We'll extrapolate things. Yeah. Science. Um, so this isn't tigers related, but it is uh, large African animal related. Can I can I uh, take us Please. off the beaten path just for a second? Um, so I don't know if you saw this, but there was it was actually in um, Egypt. There was a zoo that was turned into the authorities. I'm not exactly sure. Oh, what I know where this is going. That had uh, allegedly painted stripes on a donkey to make it look like a zebra, and one person said nope that's a donkey and turned him into the authorities was it a donkey it was most... the zoo is denying it yes i love that they're sticking to their guns they're saying nope <laughs> this thing is a zebra without a doubt um no it was it was for sure a donkey you could see its stripes melting or whatever <laughs> i tell you what there's a lot of newcastle united jokes about this because somebody said oh they got such and such player and put black and white stripes on them <laughs> and i I thought that was kind of funny. I forget the exact reference, but yeah. So 
you're passing off donkeys as zebras. I think my favorite part about it is how many thousands of people went by that thing and thought, oh, yep, there's a zebra. Like, not realizing that it was most definitely not a zebra right in front of them. Not to mention the fact that it's on the continent of Africa. Like, I know North Africa is kind of a different <laughs> couldn't, world. Couldn't you obtain a zebra? Yeah. You don't even have to get on a boat. This isn't even the plot of Madagascar. I mean, it's right on your continent. Just jump in your Jeep and make a quick hey, trip down. a zebra. How hard can it be to get one? They travel in ginormous packs. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, let's move on to your beef of the week. Um, beef of the week, I already um, complained about the batting practice complainers. Oh, gotcha. So I thought I'd mix in a good old-fashioned power rankings. How do you feel about that? I feel excellent about that. We actually had somebody in the Twitter yeah, questions you, for the week asking for it. Do you have the Twitter question about it? That's um, kind of why I, I mixed it in. I, it was uh, something mags. I don't, I don't um Adam Langworthy. We'll yeah, what are your top yeah. seven and bottom three for okay, a subject of your choosing? Well, my the subject of my choosing is going to be Michigan Upper Peninsula Attractions. Here we go. That's what I have for you. Okay. Starting at number, uh, this is going to be the top seven in the bottom three. It's like getting on a bike again. Oh, I got to do some stretches, do the old power rankings. Um, okay, number seven is Oswald's Bear Ranch. Okay, let me tell you something. This is not a zoo. I, I, how this place obtains any kind of licensing is beyond me. This is place is very Upper Peninsula. But they have uh, enclosures where they have bears. And you can come $20 a car load. And, of course, I was rocking the minivan, so got the good deal on that per person. You know, $20, whole really car load. Deal, for sure. For sure. For sure. $3, you get yourself a pretty hefty good Ziploc bag full of Apple halves. And you you pitch the Apple halves into the bear enclosure, and the bear, like, rambles, meanders over. And, you know, snorts up the apple, chomp, chomp, chomp. For 23 bucks, we had a lot of solid entertainment. A lot of solid entertainment. Now, so, can you bring your own food, like carrots or breakfast cereal? No, no. That's, that's verboten. That's, How, that's where they draw the line. Right. You have to buy their apples. And the sign says, you know, ranch apples only. Hmm. However, for 10 additional dollars... You can enter a um, 
chain linked cage and you can get a paintbrush that has been dipped in um, strawberry jam and you can present it to a bear cub, a tiny cub, and you can get your picture taken with the cub. Oh, I'm, I you would cannot, for sure do that. You cannot hold the cub, but there's like a set of rules. And the enclosure is like named after this state senator who fought the U.S. Forestry Service or Fish and Wildlife Service to allow this practice to continue. <laughs> it's so, so janky. It's so janky, dude. And, but you can do this. Uh, so it's, I tell you, like I said, 23 bucks gets you a lot of bear themed entertainment if you're ever 15 miles north of Newberry or in the middle of nowhere Oswald's Bear Ranch there you go don't 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 have high expectations I mean but you can go it's fine it's It's number seven yeah it's number seven all right Uh, also on this trip number six is the big spring the big spring is by uh, Manistique. It's called Kichitakippi. Oh. It's the largest spring in Michigan. And uh, so you walk this little trail and uh, you get on a giant raft. And in the raft, there's like a um, like an area in the center that's shaded. And you can look down into this big spring. And you can see the fish that are down there. And you can see it's like 40 feet deep. You can see the fissure and the rock and the, the sand and stuff bubbles up. And it's just this big spring. You get to enjoy it. So I got to tell you. Um, so it was busy the day we were there. And you, this raft has a cable going across. And you turn this big wheel. And you can wheel the whole raft out to the middle of the spring. And it's all self-guided. You just do it yourself. Well, the the crew or our, our people uh, all loaded onto the raft. Well, nobody was turning the wheel. And I'm like, oh. Okay, I I can do this because like they didn't realize it was just you have to do it yourself. So I stroll up to the big wheel and I I, I use my best podcasting voice and I'm like, hi, friends, uh, we're going to be enjoying the big spring today. And like I, I'm pretending like I'm in charge of the raft and people are all just kind of looking at. Oh, yeah. OK, so <laughs> I'm giving big imaginary big spring facts. <laughs> it's like Kramer taking them around uh, yeah, Central like, Park. Yeah, exactly. So that lasted for a little while. I got a big kick out of myself. And then I was like, just kidding. I don't have anything to do with this. And I kind of walked away. <laughs> anyway, that's, fine. that's number six. Um, so those are two that I, I did this past week. Anyway, um, number five is the Sioux Locks. Um, it's a, it's a, don't give me that face. It's a modern of Marvel of modern construction. Boring. It's boats. They go up and they go down. Okay. Um, number four, I don't know. Is Mackinac Island part of the upper peninsula? I I thought that was going to be the bottom one. Come on. The, you know, there's arch rock. There's a fort. There's, you know, there's fudge. If you're going to go to Mackinac Island, just go to Traverse City. It's like the same thing. There's less horse crap, and it's so much cooler, and there's more to do. You can find a Killwinds for sure. We have one of those, and there's a bunch do of you have a Joann's? Yeah, do you have a Joann's? Yeah. Joann's? We're a full-size city. We have all of the normal stuff. Fuck. Okay. We have two tropical Fine. smoothie cafes. Two. 
yeah, it's the Ann Arbor of the North. <laughs> That's right. Okay, number three, um, I, we had scheduled to go, but we got weathered out, and that is pictured rocks. So the rocks evidently are quite pictured. I don't know the extent of their picturedness, but it's right there in the name, so it's probably good. I've been there. It's cool. That's pretty much. I was I was young. It was the same trip as when I saw the, the pop drinking bear. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, number two is uh, Tuquaman on Falls. It is it is pretty. It's colorful. Um, I I went there as a very young kid, and then I went back when I was older. And like anything else, with that kind of setup, I expected it to be bigger, but it was it was moderate size. Can I but like because they can like wait in it? Can I give it's, you it's a pretty. fire take? Sure. I think waterfalls are played. So you shouldn't go chasing them. You definitely shouldn't go chasing them. But seriously, like waterfalls—they're water. I don't know. I feel like people go crazy about waterfalls and lighthouses. Like I don't lighthouses know. are super played, dude. Yes, lighthouses aren't that impressive in, of of structures. No, they're like okay. There's a light at the top. That is the distinguishing yeah. feature. They're not that big or tall. We have them on our cell phones now. Like, right? Yeah. Okay. So two is to Quamanon. And uh, Tokamana is legitimately pretty. It's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Number two. Number one for me is the bridge itself. Okay. That one with you. The bridge is a a legitimate marvel of modern architecture. I mean, it's it's really cool. Like, you you drive up to this thing and you're like, holy cow. They, They managed to bridge this expanse of water and that's impressive so i always go to the watch the bridge video at the pizza place in mackinac city and like read about the bridge i think the bridge is cool the bridge yeah the bridge that's is number very one cool. i like all bridges yeah. you know that yeah, yeah definitely so yes to bridges but no to waterfalls oh i love bridges bridges are one of the, the my top things i like bridges and i like skylines those are those right, are my two big go. things yeah all right ready for the bottom three yes can i guess um sure you can guess the mystery spot you know, uh, I've forgotten about that. I've never been to the mystery shot spot. I've passed it a zillion times. Yeah, I've, I haven't been either. I've no idea what it is. Is it, hence it, being is it just like, spot. I think it's just like rooms with like forced perspective and it's like goofy and balls roll uphill and it's it's just like a goofy constructed house. I think it's what it is. Yeah, that could be. And now I just ruined the mystery. Yeah, but you t- you don't know if that's what it is. I don't know. So if there, that's what it, is. it isn't actually. I, ruined. I've driven past it a thousand times, and I'm going to continue to drive past it. Okay. So anyway, um, number three uh, from the worst, the shipwreck museum uh, by Paradise. Eh. Yeah. You walk in there, and I tell you what, I don't know how the workers there don't how they keep their sanity because it's always playing that wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> It is nonstop. Can you imagine working there? What other song applies? That's the only one they have. Get you go me nonstop all your whole life. Can you imagine? Oh, shipwreck museum. I mean, they have like the bell from the Edmund Fitzgerald or whatever. It's fine. Yeah, it's cool. Um, It's cool if you're a nerd. Yeah. Number two is uh, Susie's pasties or any pasty place that's like hyped pasties are not good food (laughs) like you eat them for the experience of like oh this is a up thing but they're not they're not tacos they're kind of like your your british pies right i mean that's kind of the deal yeah they're like a meat pie like a yeah they're they're not good 
They've got a lot of root vegetables. Oh, rutabagas. Why, why would you yeah. purposefully choose to eat root vegetables? Oh, I don't know. Because they're food. You get nutrition. You don't die because you're, you know. I mean, they're not chicken tenders. That's for sure. sure. That's for sure. Uh, number one overrated thing for me is Drummond Island. Never been. Yeah, don't. Don't. Fair enough. So you got to take a ferry there. I guess ferries are cool. You get detour village and then you go. I guess people go there to hunt and stuff, but okay, it's just for like deer hunting. It's just like nothing. Hmm. Drummond Island is lame. All right. That's it. That's all rankings. Like we t- I took way too much time on that, but anyway, that's the UP. Somewhere Kurt mentioning is like shaking his fist at me or something, I'm sure. But whatever. I'm sure. Eat it. Eat it, Kurt. <laughs> um, so I have a unique things that I saw on the side of the road while running story uh, this week. I tweeted out. So um, some of you may already know. And my apologies for that. But I think it's worth repeating. Um, it was Monday evening. Head out for my run. I have like three or four routes that I do kind of regularly. But this is like my main one. This is the one I do probably 50% of the time. A um, little over... I don't know, two-ish miles in, I see a car on the side of the road, and it seemed like they were almost like trying to get my attention. Um, But usually the only people that try and get my attention are tourists who have no idea where they're going. So I typically (laughs) just kind of keep running. Um, Oh, I almost forgot about this. I know where you're going. It turns out they, they like, went and turned around and then, like, came and drove ahead of me and stopped and got out and, like, crossed the road to where I was coming, like, so I couldn't (laughs) get around them. Um, Right. Lady asked me if I was Jordan from the podcast Yanos, and I'm like, uh, (laughs) depends why Uh, you're asking. (laughs) Right. It turns out her uh, her husband and son are, are listeners, and they had 3D printed me something um, for me to see on the side of the road uh, while running. <laughs> and she was there to, like, make sure that I hadn't, like, passed it and missed yeah, it. which You, you appear- want to see it. Yeah. yeah. Which apparently I had because it was I had to go back to, to get it. Um, yeah. But it was like a little um, pencil holder. Like, it's it's circular, uh, orange and, yeah, and blue, you know, uh, tiger's colors, um, podcast. Yeah. Lo- you know, the little ear with the... You know, you made it, the Sound? logo coming out the side. Sure. It says Podcastianos on the other. It was very, very cool. Um, her little daughter got out of the car and was waving to me. Um, oh, yeah, it was that's... pretty much the nicest thing that anyone has ever done for me. Uh, so if you guys are listening this week, um, thank you guys so much. It was very, very thoughtful. I have it on my... That's incre- That's my, a cr- incredibly sweet. Yeah, I have it on my you desk on- at work. Um, it reminds me that you and I are just aren't like speaking into a cavernous void every Sunday night. Like there's there's actually yeah. people out there. That uh, you sent you sent me the text, and I thought the first thing I thought is that is insanely sweet and very generous and kind of um, clever and fun. And then I wondered, yeah, I mean people know where you're running. That's a little weird. <laughs> but, <laughs> Whatever, eh, that's fine. Yeah, Whitney was a little concerned, but I'm like. I'm not important enough in any way for anyone to wish me harm, so I'm not too awfully concerned about it. Um, yeah, it's inc- it's inc- seriously though, it's incredibly sweet. Yeah, I wish I could so. have been a little bit more personable when we when we met. Um, I'm Eric. Sure. You can attest to this. I, I'm incredibly awkward in person, and I was out of breath <laughs> from running, so kind of compound that by like fifty. Um, I'm but, sure you are fine. You, you've apologized enough. It's great. okay. Um, but anyway, it was it was a lot of fun meeting you guys, and it was very very nice. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. 
Yay, Twitter. All right, hang on. Let me get my phone up here. All right, let's start. Uh, Jacob Skronik asks us, Aunt Jemima or Mrs. Buttersworth syrup, 20 uh, to 80 scale rankings, also waffles or pancakes. So let's start Start with Aunt Jemima or Mrs. Buttersworth. I'm th- I, I think I'm feeling Mrs. Buttersworth. Mrs. Buttersworth, don't you? Butterworth? Butterworth. Butterworth? Buttersworth? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... And Jemima has subtly racist overtones. I, I agree with that. I never really thought you know, about it. She's but got I think the you're right. kerchief, and it's this clearly an African American woman, and it harkens back to a different day. And I'm just like, so I'm not feeling Aunt Jemima. Yeah, that's that's probably a good call. And to be 100 percent honest, you could probably give me a blind taste test, and I would tell you that they're exactly the same because really, all well, syrup is exactly the same. Yeah, we're talking about. Uh, high fructose corn syrup with artificial maple flavoring. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, waffles or pancakes? Uh, waffles. See, the answer to this one is actually French toast. So uh, I think you guys all all missed the boat there. Everybody sucks but you. <laughs> that's, that's, see, you guys, you're finally getting it. <laughs> um, Christopher Tenacity, um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume that that's a nickname, um, says, thoughts on Mourinho's comments following the game in Ann Arbor about fans wasting their money to watch poor quality of play and the ICC in general. Uh, worth it minus some of the big names. Um, I actually was at the game. This is, this is your your question. We were there on, on Saturday. Well, that be yesterday. Um, Whitney and I and, and her brother went. See, here's the thing. Like, I don't know if my opinion is just formu- formulated too much by spring training, but, like, I go to the soccer game assuming that they are using it as a preseason f- scrimmage to get ready for the season. Like, I'm not expecting yeah. to see, you know, every single star play for 90 minutes. Like, that's just not how it works. Right. I-, I bought ticket to see Man United players play against Liverpool players. That's what happened. Like, I was incredibly thrilled with what I got. Yeah, there's no surprises. They're not a bait-and-switch situation. No. I mean, the only names that a casual soccer fan might know from the United team were Alexis Sanchez and Juan Mata on the day. Um, But But now, is this a friendly... Is this a friendly where they can have, like, unlimited substitutions? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you're actually getting to see more players, not fewer. Yeah, there you go. And, and it's like the, a spring training game. You get to see a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. And Liverpool, like Mo Salah played, Sadio Mane played. Um, I mean, Liverpool put, put out enough star power for both teams. Like anybody who was uh, unimpressed by the star power they saw, um, you know. They, and thus they won four to one. Did yeah, I see? Oh, my gosh. Did you see the if you haven't seen it, uh, Google the Jordan Shakiri um, overhead kick that he scored. It was so filthy. It was it was a bicycle kick. Um, it was at the, yeah. at the far end, but it was, it was nasty. It was, it was well worth your time. If you, um, have a chance to, to Google it. 104,000 people there. Yeah. And there was the crazy thing about the big houses. There was still a, pa- a few patches here and there that <laughs> you could tell that weren't full. Oh my gosh. We were there. Um, go ahead. Amy. Go ahead. Oh, uh, we were yeah, there so- for the, uh, for the United Real Madrid game a couple of years ago. I think they right. drew like 112 or something. There was no elbow room that day, definitely. So is this a signal for bigger things for soccer, not only in the United States, but in Michigan? I mean, Detroit Detroit City is is drawing like seven per game. Grand Rapids is going good. A few more clubs are going good. Um, you hear that there there's talk about trying to put a retractable roof on Ford Field? 
There's there's like some there's like some talk going on about Michigan soccer. I, I don't know if it's some if it indicates something bigger. Like there's a lot of people in this state that like soccer. Like I, I think that's pretty indisputable. Um, we kind of can't seem to get our act together as far as organizing ourselves. Um, seems like we have pretty two pretty distinct camps as far as that goes. Um, yeah, which would be your pro MLS and your um, not right. so nice things to say about MLS camps. Um, right. They're, they're just you know what we need? Way. We need the Dana White of soccer. Do you know what I mean by that? Dana White was the guy who organized the ultimate fighting worlds into like one thing and organized the fights. And we need like a soccer czar, like somebody who's in charge and can put this together. And I really think United Soccer in America is doing itself a big disservice by not having promotion and relegation. Yeah. I mean, it's super cool. I know it's not practical. But I think it's a sweet idea. I think I think that's the biggest thing. And obviously, this is a baseball podcast. We don't want to go too long on this. But um, sorry. Yeah. No, it's the it is the you can't have like third tier teams traveling from California to Boston. Like there just isn't the money to do that when you have, you know, fourth and fifth tier teams traveling from Liverpool to London. Like it's not that far. Um, You know, it just it doesn't work quite so well here. I don't know. I just. Fine. There was actually a banner that flew over the big house on Saturday that was talking about, you know, America wants open soccer, you know, pro rel, pro rel stuff. It's it's it's, a, it's such a big issue in the community. Like, just su- support who you want to and get super passionate about them. That is going to do more for the game than you arguing with other soccer fans on Twitter about whether right. we should have That's promotion a good point. and relegation. Um, and not everything has to be the fanciest thing with what we people are charging for cable packages these days. Like it's insane what the big pro sports are, are, are squeezing out of you as far as money. Like if you like somebody smaller, uh, it's, it's relatively cheap and you can enjoy it without, um, being under the thumb of the, all the media interests. Yeah, definitely. And one last thought before we move on, um, Like, I know in America we have to have the biggest and the best, but if, like, an American soccer fan just wants to like a European team, that's fine. Like, we, yeah, we don't, the world's smaller. We can like other teams, we can like other leagues. Like, we don't have to have MLS be the greatest league in the world. It's fine. Like, um, yeah, it's, I I feel like we're just trying to make fetch happen in America so much. Um, Anthony Troy asks us, I'm actually having fun watching games without having to care who wins. Uh, do you think anyone gets traded last minute? Those are very unrelated thoughts. Right. Yeah. The games tend to be a little bit more background noise, right? You kind of, you're folding your laundry or cleaning up the house while the game's on. It's fine. Um, anybody traded last minute? Yeah. I already gave odds. You did. You gave extensive odds. Uh, next one is from Nicholas Haller. He asks us three cities you would like to see MLB expand to. Oh, that's a good question. Um, Grand Rapids <laughs> for being fantastical. Um, all the, all the Detroit City fans are screaming at you. You already have baseball in Grand Rapids. Support your local team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I kid Detroit Las City fans. Vegas. Don't kill me in my sleep. Yeah, yeah, they might too. They find you where you're running. Um, Las Vegas would be fun. Um, I don't, I don't know. What are we missing? Like, I feel like uh, there's the growing southern cities like Charlotte and Nashville. Like, I, 
I get that people want to move leagues, want to move teams there all the time, but don't, no, no, don't, don't even bother with that. I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm, I I feel like 30 is a good number. Um, 32 obviously would make it so that, um, you didn't have to have interleague every single day of the year, but then one division would have more teams in it than the other teams. And then the other divisions, I don't know. I'd say just keep it as is. I mean, you can track Tampa if you want, send them somewhere else. They're going to build a new stadium. It's going to fancy. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they're going to build a new stadium. They've been talking about that for as long as I can remember. Uh, David Bratz asks us, who is in charge of the 76 Tigers draft, and why, do, why don't they have a statue at Comerica Park? Um, three Hall of Famers in the first seven plus Dan Petrie. <laughs> I was looking at hall. this. Yeah, he uh, drafted Trammell, Petrie, Jack Morris, and Ozzie Smith. It would have been nice had we signed Ozzie Smith. Who uh, who do you think t- would have would have emerged as the as the shortstop between him and Tram there? Oh, that'd be fascinating. You, you know, it's hard to retroactively predict what would happen, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Just. But to especially in that day, I mean, um, Trammell, especially later, hit for more power. Uh, Ozzy was definitely more of the glove first guy. I mean, Ozzy would have stuck it short. Maybe you move Trammell to third, and then you'd have Trammell, Ozzy, and Whitaker. That would have been an okay infield. That would pretty good. Uh, John Fine asks us, have you started making better life choices? I'm assuming that's you since returning um, from your sabbatical. Today I had a lettuce, had lettuce on a cheeseburger, so it's basically a salad. Wow, easy there, take. John. Yeah, yeah. Just just make sure it was like iceberg and not kale, because that would be way too much nutrition. <laughs> you get those empty lettuce calories. Uh, Ed Miller asked us, why can't uh, McCann improve his pitch framing? Can pitch, pitch Ooh, framing be yeah. improved? Uh, what if the umpire is Joe West? Okay, so I think it's very clear that James McCann is very bad at pitch framing. I mean, more and more evidence is coming out all the time. He does not buy his guys any strikes. No, like zero. Now, can you get better at this? Um, I, you would think you could, but I have not been presented any evidence where a catcher has been trained later in his career to be better at this. I mean, I think it's kind of coming up in your technique and your style. It, either you kind of have it or you don't. Yeah, I mean... I mean, can you be trained to frame better? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's something that we will see um, people try to do in the in the coming years. That's obviously a marginal gain that you can you can grasp. Um, But, yeah, no, I don't I don't necessarily know that I see that being uh, something you can teach later on. I mean, you he he's caught so many innings over the course of his life to to get to this point that you have to erase all of that muscle memory to, to override it. I mean, it would yeah. be it'd be tough. Um, Are you starting to sour hardcore on James McCann? Yeah, he's not very good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, same, same. He's he's fine. He he is a below average major league backup catcher. I would say. Yeah, that's fair. He does have a great arm, and the um, nickname potential for him is is good. <laughs> The rest, in eh, as much. Uh, last one is from Roger Castillo, our buddy from the um, Sports Radio Tro- Sports Radio Detroit podcast. Um, he's commenting on the prior. It was uh, the great Bill Lejoy. Le- Lejoy? Lejoy? Yes. Lejoy? 
um, <laughs> scouting director at the time and was the GM of the 84 Tigers. Um, anyway, the question. Question for the show. Uh, back to school supplies. Uh, oh, best back to school supply as August approaches and we start seeing Target ads. You know, I like it when teachers put on their list some kind of, oh, uh, you know, obscure thing like oh you need to buy a protractor or like so that's for me that is a protractor that's a good one have you seen i think it's walmart that has the commercials where like essentially the parents are throwing their children a parade for them to walk into school with their new like all their new clothes on and stuff i'm like my back to school experience didn't quite look like that <laughs> i mean my parents are happy to get me out of the house but I can, they weren't showering me with goodness i can see summers being very long in the wayne household with you you running amok in 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 the living room yeah yeah we got a month to go friend oh i was meaning you as a child oh you mean me as a child I mean, yeah I mean, from I your was parents perspective um yeah i was an angel i was a joy to have around they were they shed tears when i left oh, i'm i'm sure um if you want to get in touch with the show you can on twitter i am at jordan hall 23 eric is at comeric eric and the show is at podcastianos on instagram i am at jordino4 and we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe rate and review us on itunes google play soundcloud uh, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. Eric, welcome back. Got through our first first show with you back. Um, is, is it good to be back with the peoples? Yeah, it's it's terrific to be in front of this microphone. And, uh, you know, I, I just tried my hardest. That's oh, all I could do. That's all you can do. Uh, with that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 